0: This is an urgent message from the Ministry of Silly Talk. Please stay tuned for further instructions.
1: (laughs) In five, four...
2: Welcome. One, 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 one Welcome to the
0: One Grand Army podcast.
1: Thank you for listening to my daddy's stupid podcast. And remember, his head is full of doo-doo, so don't listen to anything he says. Generals, welcome to the official podcast of the Global War on Coherency,
2: literally live
1: bunker deep beneath the ministry of silly talk what the hell is going on with all of you as you all know this podcast a favorite of dr drew's dr drew uh what podcast do you love one gram army and everything he says what do you say about that that's very funny and that's what i'm always saying uh welcome where this is the second episode of it and this is the First time that there's a second episode in succession where I'm doing it by myself Um, and we're just getting used to it. And I feel like the live platform is a good vessel for it. Tony, as we all know, still in Ukraine, filming the new Batman movie. Ernest goes to Arkham and we wish him the best. He is in the chat. So hopefully things are going well over there. I haven't, I haven't heard from him recently, and I don't know what filming in Ukraine would be like right now, but I'm assuming things are going going smoothly. Uh, the hotline is open. The lines are open if you're watching this live. Uh, feel free to interject at any time. Dial 847-665-9238. If you want to dial that number and the podcast isn't live, you can just leave a message, and I'll play it on an episode of the podcast. We'll break it down. Uh, other business to get to tip me at code dash fee k o dash f i slash one gram army. Uh, Tony in the chat smooth as sandpaper. That's right, baby. I'm assuming it's going real well over there while you're filming that movie, the new Batman movie called Ernest goes to Arkham. I do want to. I do want to say that that was. One, it it came up last week as a single stream of consciousness idea, and I just let it happen.
2: And it, it, it,
1: it, it pays homage to Ernest, and more people need to know about Ernest anyway. Not Ernest Hemingway, Ernest P. Worrell, comma, anyway. Period. Anyway, welcome to the program. Uh, Also don't forget to visit ShirtCaviar.com Use promo code OGA to save 10% on your Purchase These shirt designs are so sick That when you see them You won't be able to help but Shirt yourself
2: Well I come from a small Town called Exactly right and that's where You live now
1: then that wonderful voice And person interjecting is my is my uh, my stand-in co-host until Tony's return. Ladies and gentlemen, that is one uh Ed McGram. You know him, you love him. <laughs> and that's basically what he does. On an unrelated note, have you ever have you ever felt like all of your ideas are stupid and every time you do something, it's just further solidifying that your ideas are dumb as hell.
2: Well, I come from a small town called Exactly Right. And that's where you live now.
1: See what I'm saying? Oh, Tony in the chat. Flavortown see, I keep calling him I keep calling him Ed McGram, but uh actually Tony calls him Flavortown Graham. Which I also like the sound of, but he does look an awful lot like Guy Fieri with a head injury. I just I felt like the yellow glasses and the Hawaiian shirt lent him a certain, I don't know, genesque qua.
2: Baby boy, you are way past diapers. You're pooping in that potty now.
1: It is Flavortown Graham. Ed McGraham, aka Flavortown Graham. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dumbest shit I've ever done in my life And that is a long, sad list of stuff I really don't even know where to go with this Let's just, uh, let's, you know, let's We have these segments we gotta get into uh, So let's get into this one where we find out what's going on over there on the fucking internet internet,
0: internet internet
1: uh yeah so jesus christ yeah so this is a segment
2: some people have said that I'm a segment <laughs>
1: I'm drowning over here people, we'll get it together. This will be a thing at some point. At some point, this will have value. I don't feel like filming it washed up on my close bloated face is necessarily the best plan either to help it grow, but we are getting there with the help of Flavortown Graham.
2: You know that, you've got that.
1: You. Yeah, we're gonna cut him off right there. All right, <laughs> All right. so this is the internet segment um, which put me to mind the the videos I found this week put me to mind of sort of what I've been. F- All right. There was a hiccup there, but it says we're back. Stream quality is good. Stream was disconnected a few seconds ago. No frames dropped. Okay. We're back. Really screwed up my flow there. But I'll start again. (laughs) So what I was going to say, though, is that there's a, uh, you know, there's all these distractions in life that keep you from doing something like this. And then sometimes you're inspired by a true professional hero, like the man in this video for audio only listeners. There is a man tied precariously to the side of like an apartment building or a single level house. And he's dressed as Spider-Man he's he's holding an accordion and you're just going to have to use the sound as context clues. I can't keep feeding... I can't keep spoon feeding it to you audio people. Here's the thing. It's not just it the the it's not funny it's not just funny that he falls, right? Because boy, look at this. In the slow-mo crash, ouch. Yeah, so he I guess he thinks he's gonna hang there or he's gonna walk down rappel style or maybe step left to right, but something happens with his left foot. It actually looks like maybe a piece actually it looks like a piece of the facade of the house gives way. And he tries to reset himself, but his back is tied and all of his weight is forward. And he falls and smashes into a piece of the architecture, we'll say. Like a a roll-up, one of those roll-out patio covers. That had to hurt. I mean, it looks incredibly painful. And it was the entirety of his body weight slammed into that thing. Listen... Listen to this man. Listen to this accordion playing. The accordion is going. He falls. Listen. He clearly, at the end there, was continuing the song. The person videotaping it, because I don't think this is in America. The person videotaping it was probably concerned for his safety and blah, 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 blah. But the Spider-Man hit that thing and he was fully prepared to go on with the show. That's all you need to hear is that last little bit there. There, he hit the notes.. He was ready He was ready to go. And for him, the show had to go on. The show must go on. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's why I'm here. Uh, at 10.30 on a Sunday night doing this live podcast because the show must go on and people demand entertainment and you have if if nothing else accordion spider-man is a professional if nothing else he teaches us about professionalism I don't know the backstory. I don't know if that was some idiot and it was his idea but let's just say accordion spider-man was hired sorry taking a bite of a burger Let's say accordion Spider-Man was hired to do that job. Oh, I broke my ribs on the side of your house. Oh, I'm sorry. My rigging was weird. I can't play the accordion anymore. He didn't say any of that. He went smang. Bonk, wah, 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 wah. Kept on going. That's what we've got to do here. on one gram army podcast. Live co-host or not, you got to make it work, how you make it work, when you make it work.
2: You know that. You've got that. You got it. You know it. You know you got it.
1: There's a thing with Edmund Graham, too, where I either want to use him, not at all, none, zero. Sorry about the burger chewing noise, audio only listeners. Stand by Uh, where I want to use him, where I want to use Ed McGraham, not at all ever or too often. And I don't really know what else to do. Cause sometimes I'm like, maybe he should just do segment intros. And then he's like,
2: some people have said that I'm a segment
1: and I don't know what to do with that. But just like accordion Spider-Man, actually, that reminds me, Tony, uh, please earmark this and earmark accordion Spider-Man as needing to be a T-shirt or some sort of promotional material. Accordion Spider-Man may just well become the new logo of the One Gram Army podcast this week. I'm going to have to work with that because I'm inspired. By Accordion Spider-Man. Let me stop eating a burger. It's making my voice do all kinds of disgusting things. And I don't exactly have uh, fucking Larry King's voice as it goes. As it is. Yeah, plus I'm doing that thing. Where when you're eating a burger, you're like... That's disgusting. Sorry, everybody. Uh. But anyway, moving forward. In the internet segment... Um. Yeah, so this particular portion of the segment takes us to the faraway homeland of one of this podcast's kindest, sweetest, and one of the longest running generals in the One Graham Army BB, who's from Saudi Arabia. And as much as many conversations as I've had. With BB, who is admittedly the only person I know who lives in Saudi Arabia, she has never told me about how much Saudi Arabians hate birds.
0: <laughs>
1: Audio-only listeners, there's a group of fabulously wealthy Saudi Arabians. They have se- seem to have nothing to be upset about. All men. Uh, all of them do appear to be armed with very varying degrees of but all very nice AK forty seven. Some of them seem to be clad in metal and shiny. And uh when I first saw this video, I was shocked to find out that Saudi Arabians hate birds. <laughs> <laughs> here you are. Here's proof. Now, my Arabic is a little bit rusty, but I'm pretty sure all of that chatter ahead of this was something about, there's a lot of birds, there's a lot of birds, let's get those birds. Oh, and it's nighttime, so there's some bats. Let's get them, too. It was a little muffled under the gunshots, but I'm pretty sure someone said, fuck Santa. (laughs) Like I said, my Arabic is a little rusty, but I'm pretty sure one of them said, fuck, fuck you, Santa. But mostly this seems to be about birds. And there's this gentleman. My man with the gold robe is a bit, bit con, is confusing me a little bit. Oh, Tony, you know, I didn't think about that. It maybe does sound like Baltimore or Chicago or many cities in America. And maybe that's what's going on. Maybe there's some sort of, you know, maybe this is just an extension of the birds aren't real conspiracy theory. And actually, when you hear machine guns going off in the night, Anywhere in the world what they're really doing is trying to shoot down birds to prove That they're not real I was gonna say though this man. uh, I do want to point out Technique wise he makes me more nervous than all of these guys There's plenty of these guys here who clearly shouldn't be handling any of these firearms But this guy refuses to hold it with two hands and stop sweeping the smoking muzzle in front of his and other people's faces. Lot of safety concerns here, but again, I'm assuming these people are trained bird hunters. See that guy can shoot birds without even looking. I mean, look at this guy, look at the skill it must take to shoot down birds without looking. That's my man who won't put two hands on it. there oh, it goes. With the no-look pass. With the no-look pass. Not even concerned. He doesn't have to see him. this saw him earlier. Oh, <laughs> Now, we do have to address this, because this is this guy, this guy who shows up to the AK-47 party with his pistol, it's upsetting at this point, right? We're trying to shoot lots of birds, not like one or two at a time, Mr. Target Practice. <laughs> hey, come on, guys. again there's my man again no look no look tommy knocking those birds out without even looking at them This guy just refuses to put two hands on his gun when he shoots it. He just refuses. he's just like dying to fall down with it going full automatic and shoot one of his party goers as opposed to the birds that they're all clearly trying to shoot. If you're just joining us now, they're trying to kill birds. Again, my Arabic is a bit rusty. Someone may be able to help me out with this, but they're reloading to shoot more birds. That guy just gave it. He said three. He said there's three more birds at least. Now that guy had the look on his face like nobody asked him to shoot any birds or was preparing for him to shoot any birds and he shot some birds and was really very impressed with himself but everyone else was a little bit like man who invited this guy to the bird shooting party look at that guy (laughs) what he's a walk of a guy who's really proud of himself for shooting some birds fuck them birds here goes this guy one arm again I had the momentary thought of being like, "Oh wait, what if that guy only has one arm?" But he has two. He was holding the cloak, so never mind. Got another guy with the no look technique for shooting birds. All right, so I guess we let's talk about the purpose of this. These are all very expensive vehicles parked in this courtyard here. Uh, if you shoot all the birds, they won't shoot on your. They won't sh- shoot. They won't shit on your fancy new uh, fixed up rides. There, I mean, those are very clean, incredibly expensive vehicles. So presumably, if you shoot shoot all the birds, they can't shit on your car.
0: Just old penitentiary trick.
1: The birds are gone. And presumably, these gentlemen are now deaf. But congratulations to them. Obviously, my bird joke. Very stupid and long-running, but that's what I do here. That is scenes from a Saudi Arabian wedding. Uh, but without the bird narrative, it's just a bunch of guys shooting machine guns in the air. I felt like the bird thing uh, gave it some gave it some weight. Back to eating food on the podcast. Always a terrible idea. Uh, so. Hold on. I So I only made up the bird story, obviously, about the people in Saudi Arabia celebrating that wedding because outside of a handful of people, my audience is largely Westerners. And when they see, when they see customs like that, like a lavish Saudi Arabian wedding where they're firing machine guns into the air in celebration, they can get confused because here in the West, we, we're very simple people. We don't really engage in things that are difficult to explain to the rest of the world. Like this video, for instance, of just it's someone shooting a video of two other people in traffic next to them. For us, this is it just almost defies a need for expansion. Uh... Seems perfectly normal to me. What do you got here? Elderly couple in a pickup truck. I guarantee you in Florida. Hold on. Run it forward. This vehicle has one of those little spotlights in it, though. I don't know if you guys can see. No, you need my marker up on the screen, but. So up there in the top right, I don't know if you can see that. That's one of those little, like, spotlights that a cop vehicle has on it. Huh. But anyway, culturally, this is totally normal. Look at this guy. I mean, he's just, look, he's at a red light. His his old lady's sitting next to him. You know, in this country, we you have the normal custom where you lean over and you give your girl a kiss. You know, and if you've been married this long... Or, you know, buying it this long You need to spice things up And that's all this guy's doing Is spicing things up By, you know l- Just I mean, he's cleaning in between her toes With his mouth And then like uh Ugh, Ugh. Yeah, I can't even sell it as normal. It's really just—he's dis- sucking on his wife's toes at a red light, like he's got her whole foot in his mouth, like there's ice cream in it. it Literally, in this paused frame, this paused frame, you would assume that this gentleman is eating a burrito at the red light, like ferociously taking a giant bite out of this burrito. Because he's been stuck in traffic and he hasn't been able to get a good bite out of it. And that's what he's doing now. Without any motion or anything. Oh boy. Yeah, that's what that looks like. Kind of makes me wish he was a bird in Saudi Arabia. So that I would have never seen that. It just didn't seem that, that video did not seem that upsetting when I saw it earlier. I don't know why now, amidst the bit, I'm like, uh." I guess because you guys have been subjected to the sound of me eating a burger very slowly through this podcast, that's pretty gross too. But, um, (sighs) woo. So that'll do it for the segment where we find out what's going on over there on the
2: fucking internet. And that
1: just eats up time because, you know, we got to get right next into this next segment. We got to get right next. Sorry, I just heard myself. It just eats up time because we have to get right next into this next next. What I meant to say was we have to get right into this next segment.
2: Some people have said that I'm a segment. <laughs>
1: uh, It's time to sports in your shorts. Ladies and gentlemen, please rise. It's time to sports in your shorts. Hey, anybody here know anything about Gary Payton, the NBA player? We're going to learn about him together here. Before we get deep, deep, deep into the whole deal, but for those of you who are my age or older, you all remember Gary Payton. Really, in my mind, his heyday was early, early in my life when he played with the Seattle Supersonics. Um, But he he was on that uh, NBA championship team in Miami with Wade and Shaq. Um just with Shaq. I don't think Dwayne Wayne was playing them. Wouldn't have hurt for me to do some research. Anybody in the chat who knows more about basketball than me, feel free to weigh in on any of this bullshit I'm about to say. But Gary Payton was a pimp. A very, he's a, hes definitely a legendary, at the very least, a uh, you know legendary player. Um, he was in movies and TVs and was at least part of like legendary moments in basketball yeah there we go nine-time all-star uh numerous collegiate awards nine-time nba all-defensive player and he won the won those finals in uh 2006 so he played and then let's see here because he played with the sonics for a really long time i mean dude when i was little like he played with the sonics from 1990 to 2003, like he played against Michael Jordan all the way through the Michael Jordan demolishing everybody era. Went to the Bucks. Okay, so he was with the Lakers from 03 to 04. Then the Celtics 0405. That's right. Those yeah, those are all man. Those are all good times to be with those teams. And then yeah, he won it 05 to 07 with the Heat. Uh. Before he wrapped it up, I say that to say this Gary Payton very recognizable person to NBA basketball fans recently did an interview on Vlad TV, which people may or may not be familiar with. DJ Vlad um, has been accused of being a snitch. Although I will say uh, rappers love to go on to his show and uh, admit to committing crimes that nobody asked them to admit to. So maybe not his fault. But for our purposes, Gary Payton did an interview and there was about 20 seconds of that particular interview that I took a great interest in. And then I felt like would be of great interest to not only this podcast, but to the new segment literally called Sports in Your Shorts. See what Gary had to say here. Uh Small bit of him talking about his time playing with Shaq.
0: But Shaq, we used to always play um, jokes. Shaq is a jokester. So if one of the rookies would be in a stall, he would take a bucket and use the bathroom in it for about a week. And then all of a sudden he'll pour it on them.
1: So, Okay, so that's all the video I needed. I just want to let you guys know. There's not a lot of additional story there. Right, I, and there's plenty of additional story. Look, if you're interested in going over to DJ Vlad and listening and watching and blah, 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 like listening to this entire interview, what I just did was give you the ins and outs of it, the most important part of the interview. Just
0: old penitentiary trick.
1: So this is, let, let, okay. It's a story by an NBA great about a proper NBA legend. A guy who will never be duplicated in many facets of human endeavor, Shaquille O'Neal. This is one of his teammates telling a story about the guy. Everything about this story is larger than life. I felt like this story deserved a 20-second clip because it's it's monumental in its brevity. But Shaq, we used to always play um, jokes. The word Gary's looking for is pranks.
0: Shaq is a jokester.
1: Pranker. Prankster.
0: Prankster. So if one of the rookies would be in a stall, he would take a bucket. All
1: right. Gary buries the lead here a little bit. He says like if we're talking about in a timeline, right? One of the rookies would be in the stall, right? NBA teams also aren't so big that there's just this constant rotating group of rookies. These aren't baseball teams. This isn't spring training. They knew who these guys were. They played with them. There's only so many of them, right? It's, you don't work in an office building. It's an NBA team, right? It's not a 40 man roster, (laughs) but anyway, One of these rookies would be in the stall and then Shaq would take a bucket. So in the timeline, you assume, oh, rookie's in the stall. Shaq takes a bucket, puts something in the bucket, and then dumps it over on him, right? This guy does a little time traveling. his Gary Payton does a little time traveling in his storytelling.
0: Being a stall, he would take a bucket and use the bathroom in it for about a week.
1: Okay, now, okay. So, he takes a bucket and uses the bathroom in it for about a week. We've been led to believe the motivation to use the bathroom in this bucket is that there's a rookie sitting in one of the bathroom stalls. But that's not what's going on here. For a minute. For about a week. Clearly... This this means, if this is true, Shaquille O'Neal just had a bucket laying around in what I hope was the home stadium. I hope this wasn't a thing he could take on the road with him. But somewhere in the stadium, there was just a bucket filled with bathroom. Dude, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt that it's just number one. But if he's doing it for a week, what's he? What, what else is he doing in there? And whether it's one, two, just two, one and two, whether it's one, two, and three, after a week, where are you hiding this bucket? Where are you hiding this bucket? Where does the bucket go? Where does the bucket that follows this championship NBA team around and who are the handlers for this bucket? Oh, that's Shaq's special bucket. Don't touch it. Oh, well, that's interesting because uh there's rats crawling around in this locked closet here at especially in Miami. Especially in Miami. Especially if this was going on in Miami. Listen, Shaquille O'Neal's a wonderful guy, like a great ambassador for all kinds of shit, and we all love him and blah 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 blah. But the dude pun intended on the shit. But the dude is not a normal human's size. if if a if a very small person, if like an elementary school student was shitting and pissing in a bucket for a week and keeping it anywhere, it would smell disgusting very soon and be easily recognizable and disrupt the normal operations of whatever facility it was in. All the way up until it was disposed of. Shaquille O'Neal, by comparison to the average sized human, is a he's an above average sized dude, right? Like I'm just assuming that when your plumbing and systems are that much larger than a normal person, probably your bathroom bucket. Smells way, smells way worse and is way more disruptive than that of any other person I can imagine. Like I have, like if I'm thinking of worse things to be pooping and peeing in a bucket and storing for a week beyond Shaquille O'Neal, we're getting into like the higher mammalian family. Like we're getting into larger... Things that are no longer people. If I'm trying to think of something worse. And realistically we kind of got to go out further than that. Because a lot of those things don't you know, film Taco Bell commercials. I'm sure Shaq doesn't eat Taco Bell. But the guy has a lot of sponsors. And he's massive. Even if he was just eating like oats and hay and protein and like cleanly. It would be horrendous. Where are you keeping this bucket for a week? Is all I'm been dragging this out to say. Because that's what I'm focused on. Yeah, sure. He, yeah. He, listen, yes. There's the part where he says he like, oh, assaulted rookies with. I mean, it didn't come out that way, but you know, you could just assume. Oh, Shaquille O'Neal assaulted rookies with buckets of biohazardous waste. But this, I'm not. I, this isn't a legal program. This is a show, literally about shit. And listen to this. When
0: the rookies were being a stall, he would take a bucket and use the bathroom in it for about a week.
1: You heard the man. Okay. And then all of a sudden he'll pour it on them. So
2: see, I don't like
1: his phrasing, right? Cuz <laughs> the other hand, the other side of this is that maybe a rookie in the NBA has so little going on that they can go into a bathroom stall for a week, and then Shaquille O'Neal has so little going on that he can spend that week using the bathroom in a bucket. Always play right. Uh, use the bathroom in it for about a week, and then, okay. and then all of a sudden he. All of a sudden, all of a sudden they they've all been like the guy. <laughs> The rookie has been in the bathroom stall for a week. And Shaq has been outside the stall on this bucket for a week.
0: stall, he would take a bucket and use the bathroom in it.
1: And then all for of about a sudden,
0: week. okay. And then all of a sudden he'll pour it on them. So
1: yeah, so anyway. <laughs> oh boy. I don't know how this is working, but I'm actually finally having fun doing it. That was the segment we call Sports in Your Shorts.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, please rise. It's time for Sports in Your Shorts.
1: You know, I think we've, you know, I think we've done enough damage here. I had an idea for a whole, I had this idea for this whole completely different segment.
2: Some people have said that I'm a segment.
1: Thanks, buddy. Where I was going to, um, I was going to try to close the podcast out with music. And I have this idea for this segment called Royalty Free Music. But I'm going to let it build a little bit. Uh, and I'll show you what I'm talking about. Maybe you guys can help me by sending me in more of this wonderful royalty-free music. Because, like, let's say, let's say I was feeling nostalgic and I wanted to close the podcast out by playing a little Fifty Cent. Well, I shouldn't, I c- couldn't, and shouldn't do that without upsetting the, uh, you know, the copyright rules and algorithms. But this is a good workaround. This is the kind of stuff I'm looking for.
0: I'm gonna see a Big Candy Shop, eh? I'm oh, in the lobby, eh? the candy.
1: See, 50 Cent was just on the halftime show. So, this kind of this the access to this kind of royalty free music would help to cross promote. It's 50 Cent, but not really. But, I mean, as close as you're gonna get.
2: I'm gonna see a Big Candy Shop, eh? I'm oh, in the
0: lobby, but, eh? candy shop, yo. Taby Shandy Shop. Oh TV Sandy Shop. Hey buddy uh, <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> So maybe not that exactly, but stuff stuff like that, but you know, not as sad on a side. Uh, and it but it doesn't have to always be hip hop. I know we all know that's my favorite genre of music, but it could be rock and roll music if you can figure out clever ways to get me,, uh, you know, maybe songs by bands as popular as disturbed that are clever workarounds, you know, seemingly identical performances, but that I won't have to worry about being picked up by the algorithm.
2: Do you feel that? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: That kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, send send that my way. Uh, the best way to send me things these days, there is an email address, and it is one gram army podcast at gmail.com. You have to write that whole thing out though, uh, in order to, in order to email me, which I did intentionally, due to early concerns I had about people wanting to uh, be mean to me. So I made it, and also as a bit, one Graham Army podcast. O n e g r a h a m a r m y p o d c a s t at g m a i l dot c o m. Proves my brain still works. You can send it there. I may not ever see it though, uh, but the best thing you could do is send it to me, DM it to me anywhere um, on social media where my name is one Graham Army. If you don't have anything to send me, uh, maybe your mom can DM me. We could work that out too. I think we've done more than enough damage here. I would say probably the only way we could have avoided doing so much damage would be to have never even started doing this at all. You big fat white nasty smelling fat bitch. But one day I hope this uh, podcast becomes far more successful because I would like to have some pussy. And I think it is definitely time for us to get all the hell the way out of here. It has been an absolute pleasure as usual. Thank you for everyone who's stuck around for the uh, what has now been like a two-hour live stream, but for the at least, I don't know, 45, 50 minutes that it took to finally get the podcast episode recorded. I love you all. Don't forget, like, comment, and subscribe. Follow the Twitch channel. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. It costs you nothing. It's effortless. It's effortless. You just go eh, with your thumb one more time a day. Means not cost you nothing. means nothing to you, maybe. means the world to the program to the continuation of the global war on coherence that we fight right here at the Ministry of Silly Talk. I am Graham. This is the One Graham Army Podcast. And watch me end this thing smooth as hell. Good night, everyone.
2: Welcome. One Graham. One One Graham. Welcome to the
0: One Graham Army Podcast.
2: Welcome. One one, one Graham. Welcome.
0: One one gram.
2: Welcome.
0: One one, one gram. Welcome to the One Gram Army podcast.